Algar Productions. Welcome to the Post-Atomic Alien Nation podcast with your hosts, Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Covering episode six, The First Cigar. Hi friends, it is time for the 80s. Yes, that's our... the, the decade we've arrived at now. And I said this at the end of last week's show, I've said it on social media and I'll say it again. Really? This is the 80s? Yep, 1989. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're absolutely correct. A very exciting year for pretty much everything. The, well, I mean, it was. Mm-hmm. I, I was there. Yep. I mean, I guess you were there too, but I remember being I'm going to say I was technically there. Yeah. You can't that, enjoy 1989 if you don't know that it's 1989, and I definitely yeah. didn't. That was the summer of Tim Burton's Batman, and there were lots of other thing, good things for nerds that summer as well. That as I was recall. the summer of Batman and Ghostbusters 2. It was a very exciting summer for your boy. Y- okay, that's fair. But I was excited for good movies, you see. It's fine. Sorry, I still don't like Ghostbusters 2. I'm never going to like Ghostbusters 2. We will just we will die disagreeing about this. Uh, well, it's but the third best Ghostbusters movie. I will agree with you there. And it will probably continue to be. Well, we'll we'll see about that. I I that's what I'm saying. I can't imagine something's going to move up on it. Mm. Uh so, uh what what surprised me the most was I watched this show back in the day. Mm. It's pretty good, and I had shitty taste in 1989, <laughs> so I was very surprised that 13-year-old me, like, watched something that was surprisingly good for the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I was reading, because, my, like I said, my memory of this, like, first, it feels very 90s. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it really se- does. But second, and, you know, it's close enough to the 90s that a lot of things that we think of as 90s probably were just starting. But also... um. My, most of my memory of watching the show comes from the 90s because it only had one season and then it got five TV movies. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I was surprised to learn it, like, it got canceled right away. Yeah. Well, but apparently, like, apparently the fledgling Fox network, this was their first full season of television, ran out of money. It wasn't it wasn't a ratings thing. It was, uh, oh, we way overextended ourselves and this show's got a pretty good following. But uh, sorry, guys, we don't have the money for any more of this. Yeah, we're going to... So. Uh... Thankfully, no. that d- didn't happen to The Simpsons also, but... God, can you were... imagine that world? Oof. I mean, you know, we all bitch about the, the state of it now, but being denied, like, it's it's golden years because someone didn't save enough money up? Oof. Anyway, you were saying? I don't even remember now. Oh, no, oh. you know what? In my head, this show was always on when I was a kid, and that was probably the Canada thing where we get it, like, a year late. Or it feels... I mean, it's definitely a show that had a cult following. Yes, I like I said I, I was reading it did pretty well when it originally aired in 8990 mm-hmm. but I bet it ran in reruns for years after that. Oh, I'm sure. So you probably saw it in that second wave of fandom, mm-hmm. you know, that that resulted in five TV movies. Well, and the so. concept is just it's a it's a really solid concept. It absolutely is. And actually you were here uh last week we were mm-hmm. working on some Endeavor stuff. We were just hanging out and I was like, you know, why don't we, like, I haven't seen the movie in years. It's actually one of, uh, something Amanda remembers mm-hmm. liking very well. Why don't, why don't we watch that while you're here? And we did. And it stands up. It's still it's pretty, a pretty good. good. It's a pretty good 80s, like, it's a it's a sci-fi noir movie, and it's quite good. 
Yeah, it feels like Lethal Weapon, but with aliens. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, two mismatched partners, and, and there's, you know, there's a lot of sort of dark shit happening, but there's mm -hmm. also some levity, and it's pretty good. Yeah. But... Okay, let's let's go over what happens in the episode first, and we can we can uh, continue this Roll dissection here. Yeah, it is the distant future, the early 1990s. A flying saucer containing humanoid aliens, the Tenktonese, arrived a few years ago. These aliens escape captivity as slaves and are seeking a better life on Earth. And so, with all the compassion you'd expect from the greatest nation on Earth, the U.S. welcomed the newcomers to join our society, take all our shittiest jobs, and just generally be treated like garbage. We also immediately thought up a new derogatory term for them, slags, because, come on, we're going to live with a species from outer space and not be racist to them? This series follows the continuing adventures of two cops, a human named Matt Sykes and a newcomer who was given the unfortunate name Sam Francisco by some smart-ass immigration officer, but now he goes by George. It's a lot like that movie, Alien Nation, except James Caan is now Gary Graham, the guy who plays Saval on Enterprise, and Mandy Patinkin is a guy who apparently guest starred in Next Gen, DS9, Voyager, and Enterprise, and yet I don't recognize him, <laughs> except as the cop from Alien Nation. Oh god, that doesn't mean I have to watch all those shows again, do I? <laughs> anyway, this week Sykes and Francisco are apparently the only narcotics officer in the LAPD because their lousy chief, who... Looks like he's about 14 years old, by the way. Expects them to single-handedly stop the flow of a new drug called Jack. Can you fucking blame me for not believing, Matt, that this show didn't start in the 90s? <laughs> After some light police brutality, they're brought in contact with Betsy Ross. Uh, most of the newcomers have uh, those unfortunately hilarious names, you see. Who starts tipping off George about future shipments of Jack and gives him expensive gifts and offers to get him out of trouble with the IRS. Also, I'll save you three acts of cop show and just tell you, she's a crime lord who's using George to eliminate her competition and get her spotted fingers into some Godfather-style corruption pies. Which would make her kind of a criminal genius, except that she plasters Betsy Ross, your one-stop shop for Jack, on like 30 shops in her neighborhood, as well as countless billboards and bus benches. Lady, I applaud your initiative, but maybe don't be so brazen with your branding. I mean, it's not like the biggest criminal in America put his <clears throat> name all over a bunch of buildings. <laughs> Any hoodle, it turns out old Martha was actually a collaborator aboard their slave ship, and once George figures this out, he's itching to do a little light brutality just like his best buddy Sykes taught him. Aw, oh, they grew up so fast. Meanwhile, there's a subplot involving George's kid, Buck, getting a job with a newcomer who's fleecing other newcomers in a real estate scam. Wow, they really are becoming more human every day. I want to say that I like this episode, but despite all the things it had going for it, the complete lack of cigars, as mentioned in the title, forces me Yelp-style to give it one star. Not good. The, the fuck? The first cigar? What is... Is that a reference to something? I think that's a reference to something, but I'm not entirely sure. The episode's about police bribery, so I assume that's sort of... Yeah, and it's actually... It does a good job with the theme, because, you know, George is into the... As he calls them, that IRS, which mm -hmm. I don't know why he... He said that maybe I missed the setup, but I kind of like that he just kept saying, I owe that IRS money. Oh, honey, it's it's that IRS. Oh, that IRS. But he says it in a weird, like, you know, I owe that IRS money. Mm -hmm. And um, as opposed to all the other IRSs, you could owe right. Too. And and he's super frustrated because he's very fastidious about it all mm -hmm. and, and very surprised that he owes money and doesn't know what to do. And, and meanwhile, Sykes is just like uh, taking free meals, suggesting that he skim some off the top and then make a yep. big bust. And the dude's like, what? No, I'm, I'm an upstanding citizen. But then this this chick uh, starts offering him, you know, basically What's, bribes. And he's like, well, in our society, it's yeah, OK it's, to take it. 
it's called a like oh god what is it they have a name for it they have a name for it but it's not it's not a bribe it's like it's a it's a gift yeah in their and it's like an honor thing to accept it yeah exactly in their culture it would be offensive to refuse it Mm -hmm. or you know uh sell it or whatever so but you know the thing is also he's a cop who's getting a really nice tv you know for 1992 or whatever right here it is 1989. We just talked about this. No, but when, not... what is it set? It's set. Oh, right. It's set in the in the near future. That's yeah. that's right. I forgot about that. Also, there's a moment in this episode where so, where someone goes, "Jack, it's the crack of the 90s," and I go, mm-hmm. "Pretty sure crack was the crack of the 90s, but fine." <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they thought, "Well, we got this crack thing sorted out. So what's next?" <laughs> if we Still add around. crack to Jack. We can make Jack crack. <laughs> Oh boy, Jack! Seriously, is there anything more nineties? I love, I love a good, a good early nineties, late eighties super drug. Oh boy! I mean, it could be worse. I get. Well, I don't know that it could be worse. Never it's mind. Called, I take that back. It's called Ultra Crank, Alan. It's flooding the schools. <laughs> uh, no, it's got to have one syllable because they got to say it a lot. Super crank. Yeah. But uh, I, I think the fact that they are named Sykes and Francisco, which mm-hmm. I which, you know, once I wrote it down, I was like, oh, shit, that is that is the most 80s, 80s slash 90s cop show. Yep. Sykes and Francisco, they're cops in oh, the boy. future. Yeah. And in the some... deadly future of 1992, San Francisco is a murder. Yep. Investigation. But somehow like Guy. this, when you look at the premise it shouldn't work. Like, there's so many places this should just fall apart, right? Well, it's a it it's it's you know it's a weird sci-fi cop show, but like, it's a very of, traditional like, every, cop show. It re, it super is. Like, this is like every, if you've seen one cop show, you've seen this. It just yeah. you know, add coneheads basically. Yeah, but there's also some satire and social mm-hmm. commentary, like doing what sci-fi is supposed to be good at. You know, the the sci-fi series we've been reviewing for, or franchise we've been reviewing for the last nine years ain't so great at it. But but yeah. good sci-fi is supposed to be good at this. And, yeah. and there's a lot of stuff that it has to say about the immigrant experience and how we treat people other than us, ourselves, and all that is very good. The whole, uh, the whole George being baffled by the IRS and just like, no, mm-hmm. I, I, like... I've been very careful. I I take all my and I'm being audited. Yeah. How, how is that fair? And then he gets launched into like the whole like Kafka esque bureaucracy thing where he's just mm-hmm. no. I talked to someone and they said, well, the person you talk that, that you have to submit that in writing and two form two forms yeah. of triplicate and oh no no no. I spoke to someone. It's taken care of. Mm-hmm. I'm just <laughs> yeah. sitting here watching the poor guy and it's like someone's grabbed my heart and squeezed. Well, he's he's. I mean, he's not. Um, He's not Mandy Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin mm-hmm. in the movie was goddamn fantastic. Oh, yeah. But, but he's very good. Mm-hmm. And the thing I like, this is actually my good thing. Yes. They they kind of changed their dynamic a little bit from the movie. The movie mm. was more, ugh, I'm stuck with this alien who I, which I hate. I hate all aliens. Oh, uh, yeah. But I have Sykes to solve is super them. racist, especially in the movie. And he's a little racist here still, for mm. sure. Not as Not as overtly as he was in the movie, though. In the movie, it's like, my partner was murdered, you know, every cop movie ever. My partner yeah. was murdered and I've got, oh, and I've now I've got a new partner, but I work alone. We're six yeah. seconds into the into the movie and he's just talking with his t- partner. I'm like, that guy's going to be dead in five minutes. Well, also, we know the premise of the show, of, sure. of the movie, which is this guy and an alien partner. So, you know, you could. I don't know. He could have tripped and broken his leg and he had to go on leave for a couple of weeks. No, he was talking about his boat, the Never Die. <laughs> 
and all of, you know all of those things you see like made fun of in the simpsons were just just there your like, daughter's getting married at the end of the week I, that was a real thing i can't wait to be there i'm yeah. gonna be her best man somehow but but the dynamic in the movie was i hate these aliens but now begrudgingly i have to work with one to solve my partner's murder in in the show it's more of an odd couple thing mm. it's more of a like george like I said, he's very fastidious. He saves all his receipts. Like mm-hmm. the like you said, the IRS thing baffles him because he's so together. Yeah. And it's it's so, like you say, sweet because they're new here and all they ever knew was a life of slavery and, and you know, awfulness. And yeah. they want to be good citizens. They want to follow the rules and be good. And it's still not working out for him. And the actors really sells that earnestness. I love yeah. it. I And there, there's a there's a they're talking about how like. This might be the movie. I'm gonna. I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna confuse the two of these a lot. Yeah, we watch them very close together. But um, there's a there's a part where he's talking about how like, you know, you, you guys get like you guys opened your your hearts and gave us everything and like it really feels like he's embarrassed like he's embracing the whole like American dream thing, which uh-huh. is really nice to see until it kicks you in the balls. And yeah, because the show also understands it, it's cynical enough to know, like, oh, honey, yeah. This is not going to go well for you. Mm-hmm. And there, there is a lot of that. And some of it is subtle. Some of it is very overt. But some of it's like, oh, right. It would be like that, wouldn't it? Yeah. And it's very good. But, uh, you know, like uh, Sykes, he was a bastard. He absolutely was a bastard. Uh, I certainly didn't hate him as much as, say, you. Uh-huh. But I, I thought he was a terrible cop, not a great person, but a good, like a good friend and a good partner. Mm. There were a bunch of points where he genuinely wanted to help George and that was different from the movie and I'm glad Mm -hmm. like he's got some issues but he's a TV cop in the 80s you know well the thing is like he and this is my bad thing Mm -hmm. he's he's an incredibly unlikable character I suppose so like he's a fucking asshole I mean I would not want to know this person you're absolutely right there literally the only thing he has going for him is that he genuinely likes George and we the audience also like George yes but like He's a terrible fucking cop. He's racist to everybody who's not his immediate partner or the woman he's trying to have sex with. Mm-hmm. And also, he looks like Mick Jagger. See, I don't know. I First of all, I don't think he's unattractive except for his, you know, 1989 mullet. Oh, God. He's got, he's got a face like he tried to look to closely examine the end of a boat. <laughs> that's, a, that's an image. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. I like that actor. And he was, like I said, he was uh, Saval, like one of the only characters I liked on Enterprise. Mm. And I, I enjoyed him there. Oh, I right. Bl- the, the Vulcan guy, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. he. I, I've enjoyed that guy, and I feel like I've enjoyed him in other things as well. But also, <clears throat> I could be wrong, but I feel like over this, the course of this only season it got in the five TV movies, he became less horrible that i mean that's that's you know that should be the arc of the show like but it's hard to say like i'm not gonna say you just you're watching in the wrong part of the series no mm-hmm. if you drop in and he's a piece of shit you're that's your impression that's yep. that's valid that's totally valid mm-hmm. it's i don't know and i'm not forgiving it i'm not saying it's right but i am saying you had one of these characters in every cop show mm. that doesn't make it good but but it, it does it, also, ma- it does make it typical yeah and i I guess I forgive it or not forget, you know, but it's like, well, that's, yeah, that's, you're doing a cop show. You got to do it right. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what you have. So I don't know. I, again, I, I don't like him as a person, but I liked that they had more of a friendship and I liked that he was looking out for George. Yeah. Well, like the, 
I mean, that's the whole plot of the entire movie. It's just him, it, the two of them sort of bonding. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't sort of reset it to zero and have Which would have been gr- super easy to do. Yeah, because TV series based on movies often do that. It's like, well, the most interesting part was watching him learn this lesson, so yeah. let's do it again, but slower. Yeah. You don't need mm-hmm. to remake the, the movie. The movie is an excellent oh. pilot for the series. Yeah. Now, let's be clear. That movie was not amazing. No, but it was a lot of fun. It was good. Mm-hmm. It was a solid science fiction movie from 1988 where you'd be surprised that you've never heard of it because it's it's pretty damn good. Yeah. But also, it came out around the same time as, like, RoboCop and mm. uh, uh, Total Recall. And, like, there were there were better big sci-fi movies at the time. And I think it kind of slipped through the cracks. I get a lot of uh, RoboCop vibes off of, the, off of this movie. Yeah, there's, uh, there's that same like sort a, of... It felt like a Paul Verhoeven movie. <laughs> the, it wasn't quite so over the top. No. It it could be although at times. It does revo- it, it, although it does feature a guy getting melted in salt water... And another yep. guy taking drugs to turn into a super monster. Oh, no, no. It's it's definitely somewhat over the top. Mm-hmm. But Robocop would do all that in the first five minutes. You're talking about the climax of the movie. Yes. Mostly just uh, just making me want to watch Robocop again. Yeah, me too. And mm-hmm. probably probably shouldn't. <laughs> probably should just hold on to that memory. No, no. Robo- Robocop's still pretty good. Robocop I 2, I wouldn't recommend going back to. Ah, uh, see, I I have very fond memories of that as well. Maybe just that one scene with the with the 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 broken Robocops. Ah, that's good. I like the the pull down Macintosh menu, but instead of a, an apple, it's a skull. Mm-hmm. That's good. The the POV of of the new Robocop. There's there's some stuff. I don't know. Fr- Frank Miller wrote it, and it feels like Frank Miller wrote it. It sure fucking does. Yeah, but this there's like. It does have some of that cynical, like, uh, social commentary. Sure. But it's also weirdly sweet in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And what's what's an interesting part of the mix to me is like, okay, it's a, it's a cop show with aliens, so it's going to be pretty gritty. And then, like, no, because there's also his domestic life. There's also, he's got, uh, uh, George has a wife and kids. Yeah. And they're regular characters on the show, and they have side adventures. I mentioned briefly the, the B-plot with his son. Like, Oh, his family's so good. Yeah, and that's practically a sitcom. Mm-hmm. And it fits. It doesn't, it's not like jammed in there and it doesn't, it feels weird. It all somehow works with all the other stuff. Yeah, no, it's like we're watching the cop show, but meanwhile also, you know, his son's trying to like get some money together and like yeah he's won- pulled into this uh into this uh, real estate scam which by the way I love that that's done by another newcomer yeah exactly but it's it, again social commentary mm-hmm. they've been here 5 years at the most and they're yeah. already throwing their own kind under the bus to make a buck oh sure oof <laughs> that's some good stuff there's there's a lot of good stuff like that and the stuff about um uh the the bad guy this week uh, Betsy Ross, mm-hmm. uh, being like one of the 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 oh, what do they call them? The overseers. They're overseers. The, They're basically yeah. they were like uh, they were like uh, aliens on the slave ship who like enforced the law on other yeah. aliens. Yeah, collaborators. So, yeah, there you go. There's there's actual words for that in in actual slavery, and I don't remember them offhand. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a concept that existed, you know, in actual slavery. Like it's yeah. a real thing, and they were like hated. Most of all, mm-hmm. because you're you're one of us, but you're working for them. What the fuck, man? Yeah. No, and, and I love d- 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 George is like a really like pretty nice guy. But there's yeah. certain things about like we saw this in the movie, too. There's certain things about his culture that like really set him off. Yeah. 
and like finding out that there's like these overseers are out there in the world still like hurting people really pisses him off and i like that i like Mm -hmm. we only watched this one episode and i feel like i they established enough of his uh, good guy cred that when he did snap it felt earned it didn't feel like it's a big deal it's like oh jesus christ this was only like episode six but i feel like he's he's already like acting out of character in a way that he would Mm -hmm. and i was like it's hard to pull that off early in a series yeah where it's like, oh, does he just do this every week? Does he just turn into bad cop when something goes wrong? Well, no, this is a unique time because look at her. She's terrible. Yeah. She's also, uh, I, I recognize this woman immediately and I could not tell from where. So I looked it up on IMDb and she's been in literally everything you've ever seen in your entire life. So, Well, the weird thing is that she's one of those people who's been in literally everything that I haven't seen. Ah, She's got, she seriously has like 700 credits to her name, and I don't know that I've seen any of them. I'm like, this woman must have been on Star Trek at some point, and that I can't find, but. Mm. Uh... No, but I did. The The thing I said in my summary is true. The mm. guy who plays George was in all of the Star Trek, like, except for the original series, all the Star Trek series. Well, that's great. Good for us. Except that I didn't spot him in any of them. Mm-hmm. Usually when I, when, I, when I see that, it's like, oh, of course that guy. No, I went through all the roles. Don't remember that one, or that one, or that one. Hmm. Looking at pictures. <laughs> nope. None of this makes sense. No. Nope. Star Trek? <laughs> what is that? Yeah. But uh, it, he's, wars, he's right? very good. Star Wars? That's what you're talking yes. about? Yes, of course. I know you Those can hear me, films. George Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> um, But I, I liked the stuff with his son also. Mm-hmm. Um, As I recall, maybe I'm remembering this wrong, but I don't think I am. His son is kind of a self-hating newcomer. He really wants to be human and not really focus on the newcomer stuff. Sure. I might be remembering wrong, but I think that's it. Well, it could I also think... be his daughter, like, you know. Maybe. But uh... but I think I think it was the son, and I think he, like, I think part of uh, George's conflict later is, like, getting him, you know, to, to respect their ways. Mm-hmm. And not just uh, is, uh, blindly assimilate into human culture, which will not completely accept him. Yeah, well, the, there's uh, a, you know good stuff there. Yeah, the other thing I like is the um the they make a point of saying the newcomers like chil- like the the children uh, evolve like super quickly, mm-hmm. so like like they get smart real quick. So like his son Buck is like I don't know sixteen seventeen. It's hard to tell, but like, well, like in that way that all TV kids are hard to well, age. Yeah. But also, like he can get it, like so he can get a job, but he's still got that like sort of young naiveness to him. Yeah, he he still lives at home, and he's still like the money he brings in will like supplement the family income. Yeah. He's not on his own yet. Yeah, and yeah, he he does, and the kid they got playing him is good. The kid they got playing the daughter is good too. She's only yeah, like she I don't know eight or ten maybe, mm-hmm. and she's also quite good. They get the TV. And she's happy they have it, and then they take it away, and she's all pissed off, and she has yeah. a little temper tantrum. It's actually pretty funny. Yep. Walks away swearing in yep. alien knees. Tectonese. Newcomer. Mm-hmm. But it seems like they have a whole language, like uh, uh, Betsy Ross speaks the language for a, a good chunk of her appearances. Yep. And uh, the, the written language looks kind of like uh, uh, waveforms or something. Heart, it, it, to me, it looked like heartbeat. Um, yeah. Like a heartbeat monitor. Yes. I think I think it was intentionally made that way. But I feel like it's one of those shows that actually thought it all out. Mm-hmm. And there actually was a real language. It wasn't just nonsense that they scribbled. Like, they actually mean something, probably. Well, I mean, this is my good thing. The world building in this show is 
really oh, yeah. well done. It's quiet and it's subtle, but it's all it's all there. Yep. Like there is there's newcomer writing on everything. Mm-hmm. There's um, graffiti. There's signage. Like there's the there's we paper watching, with it. We were watching the movie and like I recognize like these weird sort of like patterns like uh, spray painted all over like. The background. I'm like, what is that? It's a weird. That's kind of a cool logo. And then it's like, oh, that's writing. That's uh, yeah. that's their writing. No, it, that's awesome. At, at first, I was like, did somebody graffiti the uh, square root sign? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, oh, that's that's the language. Okay, that is cool. And they don't. They never like, hey, look at this. It's mm-hmm. just it's just there. It's just there. There's a cool. Mm-hmm. There's other. There's a cool thing going on where they're talking about how there's the Freon ban on. Oh yeah, because it like, is the near future and the ozone layer and all that. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, the government's yeah. trying to like trying to stop global warming, so you can't get like. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is fiction. Yeah, right. Uh huh. The g- government that actually believes global warming is a real thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Anyway, so there's a freon ban on, which means that you have to buy certain types of refrigerators and you can't have air conditioners anymore. And right. that has nothing to do with it. Like it might come up in later episodes, but in this one, the the only all it is is world building, and it's really yeah. cool. Yeah, and. A lot of times that kind of thing can be handled so clumsily where mm-hmm. it's like, that's just too many things. Why did you say that? It has nothing to do with anything. But but here you're right. It feels like a little bit of spice, a little bit of flavor, a little extra yeah. thing. It's just showing you this is a different, like, it looks similar, but this is a different world than, than the but, real world. But we've watched a lot of crummy shows. Most of them are Star Trek shows. Sure. <laughs> but where they give us a whole bunch of details and it's like, that's just information I don't need. Why did you bother? Yeah. And here it just all fits together very. And again, the tones are what really surprised me, like all the different like the fact that you have basically a sitcom family, but Mm -hmm. also a cop show, but also a sci fi show. Like it all works together so seemingly effortlessly. Yeah, like none of none of this should be working as well as it does. And no, for a Fox show in the like in the earlier in the late 80s. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's very good. Again, it's not. It's not like groundbreakingly like it's not like you guys have to watch this as one of the 10 best shows ever made. Oh, no. It's very good, though. But I, I will say this of the shows we've done since we started doing this. This is a show I would go back and watch. Oh, yeah. No. And it's definitely the best one we've done so far. But we only just started this. Too. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Who knows what we have coming up? Mm-hmm. Some of that won't be picked by us. So this is hard to say. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Well, the guests are going to get a chance. Sure. Um. But uh, yeah, I I liked I liked an awful lot of this stuff. Uh, there there was one detail that I thought was kind of stupid looking, sure. and given that all the other ones look good, this is actually my bad thing. They go to they go to an alien fight club because mm-hmm. you got to have that in your in your cop show, I guess. You got to have either a strip club or like an underground fighting thing, mm-hmm. or both sometimes. Uh, and it's called Palash, and it's alien sport fighting, and it's maybe the fakest looking sport I've seen since Ambo Jitsu. Ooh. Where they're like smacking each other with, I don't know what they were, prop wrenches or something. Yeah, right. It was, yeah, oh, with their shoes is what I wrote here. <coughs> Excuse me. I do like how into it George is when they're passing by. Yeah. It's just like, you don't understand. This is a proud tradition of my culture. Well, also, they came here on a slave ship, so it's not like they would have a rich, like, you know, it's not like they'd have opera. Mm-hmm. They probably made whatever entertainment they could on in their horrible living conditions. Like, it's it's a good detail to say yeah they they entertained themselves but they were still in confinement yep so it's not like they went to the theater <laughs> so yeah it, it, it just it the the actual execution of it was pretty stupid yeah it looked dumb <laughs> but again everything else looked good so yeah like i'll take i'll take one thing uh there was a there was a nice very subtle 
joke uh, in there. Um, so the whole bit wasn't subtle. It was a bit broad. It didn't bother me. But uh, uh, Sykes had a portable uh, universal translator, basically. Mm-hmm. To because uh, uh, Betsy Ross is is speaking newcomer to George basically so that Sykes can't understand him yeah Her, and so excuse me. yeah so now he's got this portable translator and uh, they go to the the fighting place and it's like your your kind isn't welcome here get out of here we don't want you you know we have spaces that are ours get out of here mm. and uh, the uh, bouncer or whatever clearly calls him a motherfucker uh-huh. and it translates as father humper and. <laughs> What's what's a good subtle joke about this? I don't think they've revealed this yet. Is the men actually carry the babies in their culture? Oh fuck, that's clever. And so I think that was either foreshadowing or maybe they'd already said that. I don't mm-hmm. know. But either way, they didn't say it in the episode. Mm-hmm. And so if you didn't know that, you'd just be like, "Well, that didn't translate right." But no, I think it did. Yeah, no. That again, that's just that's just it's just good world building, you know? Like, yeah, it is. It really feels like like the guys working on this show had a very clear image of what the world looked like and it but shows also, it like it shows also in, they, it like every second of this of this thing they never lost like the the part that made it interesting like mm-hmm. you can make a world but if i don't care like then it's tolkien you know like yeah exactly yeah you made a whole language but you're not saying anything in it so what the fuck do i care mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry lord of the rings guys i just i don't care but like but, jo- but george is such an interesting like but what that's what I'm saying we never lose the characters and we never lose the social commentary mm-hmm. they apparently did some very good stories about like uh, uh, uh gay rights like in the early 90s when wow I mean Star Trek wasn't talking about it yeah no and uh gender roles when they when they talked about the, the men getting pregnant stuff mm-hmm. and it, it probably wasn't great it probably hasn't aged well but for the time they were talking about some stuff you know that that other shows weren't yeah and, uh, and of course, all the immigrant stuff never goes away. Mm-hmm. There's, there's just a lot of like, what I'm saying is the world building serves all of that. Yeah, it works together. It's not just, it's an interesting world, but I don't care what they're saying in it. It, it all fits, you mm-hmm. know. And I like that a lot. Yeah, it's very good. Um, did you notice the chief being about sixteen? My thing with the chief was that he was another one where I was like, I know you from something, and I don't know what it is, but it's driving me crazy. Like a like the 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 wisecracking teen in a sitcom made the year before, perhaps, perhaps, maybe he was on. I can't. You can't do that on television. <laughs> Could be. No, I would have recognized him then. I watched the I watched the hell out of that show. What are we gonna do about this crime wave? I don't know. It just he he seemed much younger, and not just younger, but he didn't have any presence. No, like he didn't have the gravitas of a of a of a rough and tumble gravelly chief. Well, he was you know, just... like, get out of my office, Sykes. You know, yeah. like. None of that. Well, he was just the chief. Like, he, it yeah. felt like he was there to inconvenience them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, not good. Mm-hmm. Did not care for him. So uh, this is this uh, this is actually the first appearance of an actual lousy chief. I, maybe. I don't know. I feel like that just comes with your with your uh, cop show starter set. <laughs> just, not that he's a jerk or anything, but just you're a poor chief to have. Oh, yeah. He's a lousy chief in, in that he is lousy. Uh-huh. And you guys can do better. Uh huh. Hire a better chief. Uh huh. Uh, what else? I, 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 we were talking about this before. I think it's so interesting that this, like, this series that it lasted a year and it had like twenty-two episodes. Yeah, twenty-two episodes and like what? What did you say? Five TV movies. Five TV movies. Yes. 
it, it, it interests me so much that like the, it this feels like it was a huge thing for 10 minutes and now it's just gone like nobody talks about alienation anymore that's true but when i when i announced that this is the one we'd be doing a, mm. a few people are like oh i loved that show like yeah me too man yeah like you'd heard, i like i i was aware of it like no, i definitely sh- watched that it show sure. when i was a kid with the the guys with the spots on their heads yeah no i absolutely watched it i didn't watch it religiously i didn't see all of them but i definitely tuned in frequently yeah 89 i would have been like five i think so. yeah the, yeah, you the only things I was watching were cartoons. I was thirteen, so mm-hmm. I was just starting to be aware that sci-fi could be more about more than like you know shooting monsters. Yeah, but like in a world where literally every kind of media is coming back in some form or another, I'm surprised. Like I haven't heard anything about. Now oh, we're gonna do another a new uh, alienation. Well, they've done a million comics. I know that, but everything That's comes true. back as comics. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the fact that it did come back as TV movies means every time someone thinks about it, they're like, well, it already came back. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't matter, though. No, I would be very interested to see, like, you know, a- yeah. the uh, the immigrant experience still a thing. Yeah. I mean, in in some ways more than ever, you could definitely tell yep. some some more, you know, mm-hmm. some more relevant stories to what's going on right now. Didn't the movie District 9 cover some of this? A ground? little bit. That one is about. Um, it's almost like. Not, it's almost like reservation type. Ah, okay. Also good. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also good. Okay. Here, I thought I had seen something about this. Mm. In June 2009, Siffy, formerly the Sci-Fi Channel, announced that they were developing a new take on the series. Oh. Tim Minear from Angel and Firefly was announced to pen the series, but later in 2014, it was reported that it was canceled by the network in favor of paranormal reality shows and professional wrestling. Boy, well, that, was... that about sums it up. That 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 Wikipedia sentence was written by someone with an axe to grind. <laughs> There's a little editorializing there, I think. Uh, it was reported that a remake of the series was again in the works with Art Markham and Matt Holloway writing the script. I don't mm. know who those guys are. I don't are. either. I don't even think you need. Oh, uh... they wrote. Well, they wrote Iron Man. Oh well, I mean that's a pretty good fucking movie. And Punisher Warzone. I don't know if that was any good. That is a different kind of good. Yeah, but I'm saying they have some credits mm-hmm. to their name. Oh, they also wrote uh, Transformers Last Night. Oh, but they also wrote The New Men in Black, so uh, who knows? That's good. That's bad. <laughs> That's bad, That's yep. <laughs> so I don't know, but that also might not be happening. You know how, how those things go. But yeah. I didn't it has been like, discussed. Yeah, I don't even think we need like a remake. Like We could easily do a continuation of this series. Like you know, The universe lends itself just to new new stories. Well, also... We followed these two cops in the LAPD. You mm-hmm. could just go to New York or to like anywhere else. Yeah. Like you just you don't have to go back there if you've told all the stories there. This situation allows for lots of different stuff, I think. And that's the other thing. It's like, is it just America? Like are these guys all over the world? Like I mean, I think I think that the point of the, the story is to put them in America. But sure. you could you could broaden it probably. Yeah. Yeah, there's so, a lot going uh, on. There's a lot going on here, and I'm very. I'd be very interested to see more of the show. Yeah, I would too. I mean, there is, like I say, 22 episodes and a and a TV and five TV movies mm-hmm. that you could watch. But uh, you know, it, it wouldn't be bad to see it again. Yeah, like to see it come back. Then again, they, as we've been saying, they got all late. Like they knitted together so many different pieces that should not fit. I can't imagine someone getting it right again. That is true. Like, I mean, again, this shouldn't work, and it does. No, no, and that's not a reason to not try. No. 
but I would be skeptical because this this should not have worked, like mm. you said. So, uh, what else? I really like uh, uh, Sykes. So Sykes is trying. Sykes has a thing for his uh, his newcomer neighbor. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they date later in the series. Yeah, whose sink he attempts to fix but fails uh-huh. at because he fails at everything he does in his life. Yeah. But there's a great moment where they're awkwardly trying to, like, get together and he she goes over to his place with a bottle of wine and he's headed over to her place with a bottle with a thing of expired milk. Oh, yeah. That's what they get drunk off of. That's that's the thing a lot of people uh, remember, but we didn't mention. Yeah. And yeah, that was cute. And again, it's just it's just little stuff, but it made it. it I like it. It makes me laugh. No. And this was episode six, I think. So, mm-hmm. like, I think the courtship played o- over the course of the season and like. This is their first sort of attempt to reach out to each other, and it didn't quite happen. And no. then you know how that goes—the Sam and Diane thing—they'll they may hook up eventually. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it was cute. Yeah. Uh, anything else? I don't, I don't have a whole lot of notes on this. I just watched it. I was enjoying it. Yeah. No, I did too. It was it was good. Good choice. Yeah. You you've redeemed yourself after those pigeons. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. I had high hopes for both of these, and at least one of them paid off. Uh, well, you know, they can't all be winners unless you, unless you've like screened them ahead of time and then say, no, let's do this. God, no. Why would you do that? I, 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 I put a little bit of research into these just to like, if I'm going to do an episode, like if I'm going to do a series, I'd like to, you know, pick an episode that is a good representation of that series. Yeah. And, and I've been trying to find things with at least a tangential connection to uh, Star Trek. Sure. That's also an option. Yeah. You, you don't have to do that, but that's, that's, you know. I like to I like to remind ourselves. Oh, all right, that's why we're here. Yeah, because you know, we're Trek. waiting, pointing at my watch, CBS. Let's go. Look, there's Gul Dukat, Star yeah. Trek. Good enough. Uh huh. Disco Dukat. <laughs> so for my quote, yes, this is this is Sykes roughing up the suspect at the beginning mm-hmm. uh, with the, with this lovely exchange. It's okay. I didn't swallow. What? <laughs> I didn't swallow. What? I think you could probably take that one again, Sykes. You want to come back in? No. No, I think I nailed it. Going with I didn't swallow. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. All right. All right. Moving on, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So that's all for this time. Yeah. Uh, the Let's see. The usual stuff. The website, as ever, postatomichorror.com. Oh. Uh, you can write to us, postatomichorror at Gmail. Please listen to Endeavor, our uh, Star Trek fanfic show. We're, we're very proud of it. Please and, listen uh, to it. Tell your friends. Review it. Like, you know. Yes. USSendeavor.com. the word out. We're very proud yes. of it. We are. And uh, the the uh, the first season that we have uh, uh, conceived is 10 episodes. We are hitting the halfway point uh, as of July 1st. Episode 5 drops. Uh, so uh, mid-season, big episode, uh, first first contact for our guys, first first new aliens, mm-hmm. never before appeared in Star Trek. Very excited about that. Um, let's see, we are on Twitter, at Algar, at Robot Matt, uh, and we'll be back next week. Yeah, see you, folks. The Post-Atomic Alien Nation podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar, Watt, and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2019. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this until Star Trek comes back.